Hello, bathers! Hello, bathers! And welcome to Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom. I'm Chris Delamere. My name is Sam Bradley. Yes, it is. <laughs> and uh, each episode of Dispatches from the Communal Bathroom, we get together in the bathroom, bring a few ideas from the outside world and give them a clean and see what they look like. We were just having a conversation just as we started there, Sam. Now, Chris, in the previous few episodes of the podcast, we've had guests here that's right brad francisco and producer paul and my darling girlfriend but it's just the two of us now and we're going back to basics back to basics this is like the uh let it be get back album yeah. the project that the beatles did in uh, january 1969 yeah. and to we... strip away all the overdubs <laughs> back back to basics we've got some big plans for the future so we're just what i'm thinking at the moment we're both having a bit of a tough time in the past week or so so I think it's it's a nice bubble bath this week. We have we We're have just both soaking in the we suds. have both stretched out quite a bit. Yeah, we've both stretched out. We're trying to find the most relaxed position we can possibly have while still having operational microphones <laughs> next to our mouths. Yeah, and also you just disclosed prior to our starting recording. I'm not sure anything of mine has any jokes in it. Well, yeah, I made my dispatches this week, and then I realised. I don't think they have any jokes in them. <laughs> so I was like, I hope Chris has made something well, with jokes. no. <laughs> I mean, some. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it might be a little bit... Might be a little bit of a low-key one this yeah. time, but that's fine. That's fine. You've got to have one of those every you now and again. go up and down in the bathroom. Yeah. So this is... You, there can't be all hot, furious showers yeah. where you scold your skin, trying to get as clean as possible. Well, you know... Sometimes you've got to just sit in your filth <laughs> for a while. We've not got the radio on and the singing into the hairdryer, getting ready for a Saturday night. No, no. This, this is, has no purpose. This is Sunday <laughs> afternoon in the bathroom yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Getting lathered up. Preening slowly, but doing nothing of any substance. Yeah. That kind it's of... nice. So that's our suggestion for you, bathers. Maybe maybe run yourself a bath. Put your radio in the bathroom. Not too close to the bath. It's dangerous, but... Of course. And just... <laughs> settle yeah. in with us. Settle in for what might be like a, a more relaxed version more relaxed version. A kind of Sunday afternoon, like you say, a Sunday afternoon listening to the cricket Yeah. when it's raining. You know, like when the cricket yeah. on Test Match Special, when it's raining. And they just talk about cake. And they just talk about shit <laughs> for hours and hours. Yeah. I feel like it might be one of those. Might be one of those. One, one or both of us might fall asleep in the middle. <laughs> That's how I feel like it might go. Yeah, yeah. Really, really get a bit soaked and a bit tired. But that's fine. That's fine. So how have you been, Sam? We, we didn't have really a conversation before turning on the microphones. So. <laughs> I've literally... So we're in here back in the Chapel Town studios. That's right. I've come back up north, um, up into a very drizzly Sheffield. Mm. And, uh, maybe, that, maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's why we have, we're thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, it's been so grey. It's the middle of summer and it's just raining, raining, raining. It's kind of inspired the kind of vibe of the show today. Yeah, I think, so as well. I've come up, I stopped off in Sheffield and got a haircut and then... Got the train here to Chapel Which Town. looks lovely, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. I went into the barbers and uh, the guy was like, oh, what do you want doing? I was like, I don't know. It's just a mess. And then he was like, yeah, it's kind of mushroomy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know why he's doing that. He's like, it's a bit feminine. Maybe I'll give you a more, you know, masculine cut. I love I'll that. Give you, he was like, I'll give you more of a, you know, a haircut rather yeah. than whatever it was before. I'll, I'll just make this hair now. <laughs> yeah. This isn't hair. This is currently a fungus on the top of your head. <laughs> No, yeah. I hate that coming into the hairdressers and they're going, "What do you want?" And you go, "Well, anything that's just not this anymore." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're the expert. Yeah. You tell me what I want. I don't know. 
He seemed to know what he was talking about. Make, so th- make this look palatable yeah. to society. <laughs> My hair is broken. Fix it. Oh, it's a very difficult, very difficult relationship, actually. With the barber. With the barber. He also wore glasses. He took, like, I took my glasses off. Yeah, and like, he was like... A lot he, of glasses chat. He was quite sympathetic, actually, because, you know, sometimes you take your glasses off with the barbers and then they're like, how does this look? You're like, I have I don't no know. idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he was like, oh, can you actually see your hair? And I was like, no. He was like, right, I'll not ask how it looks then. This guy gets it. This guy gets it. Yeah. Always nice to have a hairdresser who's, who's partially blind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, I realised it's even worse than the barbers because... You sat that far from the mirror, and then it's like times two, because you're like double the distance from your image. I always wonder that about mirrors, because I'm not a very smart person. <laughs> Science is not my thing, yeah, this or maths or anything. Classic A-level physics. So when you're looking at yourself in a mirror, you're not there, you're double the distance away. Yeah, if you're one metre away from the mirror, your image in the mirror would be two metres away. Yeah, no, I think I came to that conclusion. All of my own devices <laughs> well about, about the age of 23. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. That's kind of hair, that hair, mirror, chat. Yeah. Bathroom. Nice, done it. Covered the bathroom. <laughs> Covered the bathroom in something. Of a fashion. In hair. <laughs> So, Chris, uh, for my dispatchers this week, they might be a little light on jokes, but they are heavy with stories. So, um, this first one, I am currently in the physics department of UCL, and uh, I'm soon to be kicked out of that. <laughs> my, my access card privileges will be revoked. We go out on Friday nights for drinks and things after work, and I got talking to one of the people there, telling him about our podcast as I tell basically anyone who will listen. Sure. I said, oh, I made a rap song. And I was like, I'm still working towards my future rap career. And I'm using this podcast as kind of a, a training ground to sort of prove myself. There's a future training montage of your <laughs> future rap career to be made yeah. from the offcuts of this program. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, yeah, I used to be in a band and uh, we did a rap. And I was like, oh, really? And he was like, yeah, yeah. So in the pub, he did this rap. And there was a whole story behind it as well. There was a whole story about it. And he did this rap and I was like, oh, that was great. And then like the next week, I sent him an email like, oh, can I record you like the story and the rap uh, for the podcast? And he was like, yeah, totally into it. So that's basically that what That sounds this, interesting enough. What this dispatch is? Yeah, let's play it. What's it called? Science Raps featuring Duncan Little. I'm Sam Bradley, and this is Science Raps. Tupac and Biggie, Nas and Jay-Z, Drake and Meek Mill, rap beefs have been hitting the headlines for decades. But beef isn't always so far away. Sometimes it's just down the corridor, in the paths of our most promising scientists. Two doors down in the physics department of UCL, there is a story. A story of idle hands, high school drama, and two front teeth. A diss track getting out of hand and onto the mean streets of Chester. Uh, my name is Duncan. Uh, I am a postdoc in UCL physics department. <laughs> so one day, a long time ago, when I was a teenager, I actually blamed this whole thing on my German classes because they were so boring 
that um, I had to think of ways to entertain myself. The way in which I did this was I made up this rap about this guy that we just didn't like very much. He was two years older than me, so he was the same age as my brother. So I made this rap up and, you know, I did it to a lot of people. And he, he wasn't like a particularly popular character, so a lot of people kind of appreciated that I'd made this up. Anyway, um, so it started off with me just saying it to a couple of friends. And then um, I was in a band as well at the time. Uh, it was called Jolly Not So. Uh, I started off playing the saxophone and then um, the bassist left and then I moved to the bass. I was much better at the bass than I was. I kind of only learned the saxophone to join the band. And so as a sort of bit while we were playing, we do these raps and we had another rap called the food rap which was just about food. We'd do it a few gigs, and then um, one time, the guy who the rap was about was at the gig. He was kind of pissed off that we did it. And then another time, we were in McDonald's. He was there, and then my friend Theo, he went up to him and started just doing the rap in his face. And he was just kind of like a bit pissed off. So he, he did the rap to this guy. And then my friend was walking back home through Chester, and then this guy and his mates like jumped my mate and beat him up um, because of the rap. And then um, everything kind of escalated from there, really. So that happened. And then my friend Theo, who got beaten up, he told my brother and his friends, who didn't like this guy either, then they sort of had a lot of, a few fracas, like in school and stuff. And then it culminated in one night where they were at um, the only nightclub in Chester at the time which was called Rosie's. You know, it started off with him saying like, oh, you know, what have you been doing to my friends? He's like, well, you shouldn't have been doing the rap, etc. And then he sucker headbutted him in the mouth. Now, my brother had already lost one tooth through a fight with some people that were trying to steal his phone. Um, so the other one was quite loose and it just popped straight out. They all got kicked out. And then my brother's friend really like beat the, the guy who the rap was about, he really beat him up like really badly. Then he went to hospital. Now my brother went to like an emergency dental clinic thing. And then my parents ended up paying about 3000 pounds for him to have implanted front teeth in because he didn't have any front teeth for about like, two years afterwards. And at Christmas we'd be like, oh, we know what you want, ha ha ha. But what became of this infamous rap? Well, Duncan still knows it all. We asked him to spit some bars, a cappella, in his office. I said, hey, my name's Femoff. I tell you something that really pisses me off. When people listen to St. Hanger, I tell you that's not no real Metallica. I've only got four t-shirts. I will play my guitar till it hurts. I wear cool glasses, jacket and chain. I've got really long sideburns. They're insane. I'm from a bit of a dodgy area who gives a fuck it just makes my voice scarier came to England I'm obsessed with Mel it's the only thing that helps me settle in to a new country so put in some maiden and rock with me don't ask for calling because I won't give you it in fact I'm just a bit of a tit (laughs) thank you this has been Science Raps with me Sam Bradley featuring Duncan Little until next time peace I can't wait to hear the next instalment of Science Rats. I know. It's thank a, you very much to Duncan Little. Yeah, thanks, that Duncan. Was a, that was... I didn't see that story escalating the way it did. I know. All that over, like... And then hearing the rap at the end, we go, that's just kids going, <laughs> yeah, nah, 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 yeah. nah, nah, nah. And it was... It got, it was 
real really out of hand. Three thousand pound teeth operation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just, he, he was like, yeah, yeah, I made this rap and then meant that my brother got his teeth knocked out. I was like, what? what what's the rest of that <laughs> yeah, story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, it was good. That was great. See, I wanted to, I recorded it and then I was like, oh, I want to make this like an episode of Radio Lab. Like with like, <laughs> I don't know, all sound effects and like yeah, radio yeah. jazz. But um, I just made it like some sort of hip hop uh, radio show instead. That was good. Rap. I'm very, very glad. Uh, I was thinking all the way through that until you got to the rap. We're not going to put his, this guy's name out because that's a, oh, bit, yeah, I did, that's I did. a bit cruel. But yeah, you did, I did uh, do some censoring. Did a bit of censoring, even yeah. of the area of Chester that he was from, which was a bit rough, apparently. Uh, he yeah, that out. area of Chester. So the other thing uh, with making that dispatch there is I've discovered my new favourite website, which is called Looperman. Yeah. And basically you can just download loops. Is that the beat in yes, the background? Yes, so I made. I just made. Do, do, do. Yeah. It was a great <laughs> yeah. little saxophone. Yeah peak in the middle so i just found, nice. found a beat that i liked that was 124 beats per minute and then you can search the website for other loops that are 124 beats per minute this is a, and then just layer them this on sounds like <laughs> something i might use in the future yeah so i'm gonna put in the show notes and then the on the website i'll put a download for the instrumental that i made out of the loops there because i quite like it <laughs> yeah no it's good yeah really set the vibe yeah of, of the violent the ensuing violence <laughs> oh, yeah i was like oh yeah this is really dark and like <laughs> I can't believe that. That was f- just the series of turns it took a bit, yeah. and they jumped him as they were coming out of the club or whatever. <laughs> like, what? But I remember that kind of stuff would kind of happen in high school, and you'd be like, what? And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's just what happens. It's just what kids do. Kids, man. Kids. Awful. Kids these days. Or those days. Any days. All the time. <laughs> yeah, since kids time are began. Just awful. Yeah. <laughs> They need to spend some quality time in the bathroom to calm down. Yeah. A nice bubble bath. A nice soak. Mm. 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 <laughs> Bit weird. I'm <laughs> <laughs> talking about children in bubble baths. So, uh, yeah, because I got, I was making these loops, I, I had another beat and some leftovers that I didn't use in that. So uh, we need more jingles. This is just a fact. We have not enough jingles. So I made a jingle with my leftover loops. This is a new jingle. And it's called Bath Time Rhythm. I don't want jingles anymore. I want songs. That was great. <laughs> I wanted that to go on forever. Jumping around. Yeah, great. A bit Vic Reeves there. <laughs> <laughs> great, I love that one. But yeah, that'll be on the website if you want it as a I hope that's coming in. That's that's in the show now, right? Forever. Yeah, we can keep it. I like how doing the show is just a development of the show. Of like, yeah. we're adding this to it now. We're adding this yeah. to it now. Everything's available on the website. That's so true. You can just... Download, make it yourself. You could just take all our jingles and make your own episode. That's good. <laughs> you could do that. I'd like to hear that. <laughs> like, they're all there, aren't they? The theme I mean, tune's there. All the jingles are there. We, I'd like to hear, like, a parody version. It doesn't have to be very long. Like, a 10-minute parody version <laughs> of this. I don't think you can request parodies. Yes, you can. <laughs> right. You can. Uh, at your peril, I think. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, you can request parody at your peril. Yeah, yeah. And then hopefully within that parody version, 
they will do what we do, which is introduce a new thing, like another thing that doesn't mean anything. And then we'll another jingle, and then we'll use their jingle in our show, and then the uh, super intertextual reflexivity will be <laughs> will be amazing. Uh, I don't yes. know. I think I just made up a new media term. Um, Speaking of making up new terms, big news in the bathroom. What? Hyperinterjocularity is in the dictionary. That's right. Not the dictionary. Not yeah. the Oxford English dictionary. No. The the urban dictionary. Yeah, it's still a dictionary. It's in common parlance though, yeah. now, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you hear exactly. it on the street all the time now. Exactly. Yeah. On the streets of Chapel Town. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, if we're going to catch up on things that are happening, I'm not eating pizza. Oh yeah. Um this this will come up uh, in the next program. I've been taking a lot of abuse from Sam. I've taken a vow of non-pizza eating for a good part of a month and it's difficult. How's it going? It's going okay. I have good days and bad days. <laughs> from the outside, it's kind of like you've given up smoking a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm a smoker or have any idea what that's like, but Even it today, sort of looks like it. You would be surprised how much I put myself in the position where I am at the mercy of pizza. <laughs> what do you mean? We're just just seeing reduced pizza, like because <laughs> they like jumps out at you. Yeah, because my my impulse to cook is so so low that I'm always looking for the thing that can be quickest made and quickest eaten. Yeah, yeah. I eat like a pig, and I have no patience. So that usually involves oven pizzas. Yeah. And then, and then the, sometimes they're reduced, and I go, fucking yes! £1.97! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, oh, shit, I can't even have it. And today, I was walking home, and my housemate was waiting at the bus stop in Chapeltown. He had a garlic bread, and he offered me a slice, and I can't have it, can't have it. And he goes, <laughs> it's only a garlic bread. I go, I still can't have it. Well, if we're going to front load everything, <laughs> everything I'm doing... So at first, when Chris suggested that he give up pizza... I was very encouraging, but then I thought, oh, it's too easy. Like, you can just, anybody can just not eat pizza. So I was planning on being something of an antagonist. And you have been. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been mildly antagonistic, but um, (laughs) I feel like you've started to break a little bit. So I might turn it down a little bit. It's only because you've been so antagonistic. (laughs) I'm not breaking. I'm just, I'm just pissed off. Like, it's not, it's not pressurizing me anymore into eating a pizza. I can do that all on my own. It's just annoying. It's like, oh my god, he spent more hours <laughs> making a fucking website with my face on it with pizza or something. I don't know what you were doing. Like a, a silhouette version of my face flashing in front of pepperoni pizza. That's cruel. <laughs> so the bathers can go to www.communalbathroom.com forward slash pizza Chris to see what he's going on about. Very pleased with myself. You should be. But it goes a little further than this, Chris. Oh, really? <laughs> but I feel bad about it now. Go on. Oh, no. I don't know what he's done. He's gone into his bag. Oh, my God. You're a piece of work if this is what I think it is. Sam has gone into his bag and produced what appears to be a uh, a piece of fabric, which I can only assume is a T-shirt. He actually gave me one. And then went, oh no, you need this one. And made clearly, one for each of us. He's clearly given me the really big extra large one. No, it's and not taken extra back large. The, uh, large. It's large. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a white t shirt. I'm opening it up now to reveal what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I made one for me too. With my face on it. Yeah. Oh, it's- Pizza Chris. It's a black and white silhouetted picture of my face with my fat mouth open. 
from when I was very drunk at New Year's Eve, I believe that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've cut producer Paul out of that picture, actually. <laughs> and then, in big letters underneath, pizza! <laughs> yeah, pizza, Chris. I'm actually really impressed. <laughs> <laughs> did this and i was like is this too much i don't know is this our first sort of uh it's sort of in-house but it's merch I mean, uh, this is a possible prototype merch so pizza chris that does actually make me quite happy <laughs> good i'm glad weird, you like it shit. i thought you were just gonna be like fucking hell no, tearing no. It up. <laughs> oh no I, I was saying that about you wasting time but now now, now, now i've like had a, there's a physical thing that i can keep out yeah, of it yeah, yeah. it's quite nice it obviously lends itself well to egoistic ideas of myself having my having face, your own face on a t-shirt. The fact that I've made myself one with your face on it. That's nice, yeah. yeah. If you can't put my name about in London, you can put my face about it. Yeah, least. definitely. Yeah. Come to the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, me and Sam are now both wearing uh, the Chris Delamere pizza t-shirts. Pizza Chris. Mine does, due to the fatty tissues around my, my breast region and stomach, top half of my face falls into itself <laughs> on the t-shirt. As Sam said, it's a good incentive to, to not eat pizza. I did. Oh, that sounds mean. It's just it was fact- a little bit mean, it but was, that, it was fine. Mean. I'm sorry, I'm, I didn't mean it like that. But yeah, my, my glasses are, the glasses in my, on the photo are sort of on my chin. <laughs> <laughs> They've fallen into a, a, a fatty cave. Hello, bathers. Hello, bathers. Back in the room. Back in the room. Now get this, get deep just, in the bath. You know what we've done? Who we've ignored? Oh my goodness. How have we gone this long? I don't know. We were just too relaxed. Too we've been relaxed. too relaxed. Our swimming sidekick, John the Duck. John the Duck. He's not been anywhere today. He's just been He's hidden. He's been chilling out. Chilling well, that's out in fine. The yeah. He's still here. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. He doesn't have to get involved. He can just go over in the corner over here, but... I just thought it was a bit wrong. Yeah. That we hadn't said anything about him. Do you think the people want it though? What? John the Duck? John's theme. A smile is always on his beak. He helps us know who has to speak. We don't know much about his tale. He has no voice to regale us he was living with the clouds but somehow he got posted out now he's just trying his look at the internet he's john 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 the duck he's john 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 the duck He's John, John, John. He's John, John, John. He's John, John, John. The duck. Hey, brilliant! Hey. Nice to hear that one again. I it always, always creeps up on me the the end bit, which yeah. is good. It's uh, I think that's the idea. It's good to sing along. That's a great sing along. Great sing along. That's song. why it's still getting trotted out week by week, <laughs> when it should have been edited to something much shorter. <laughs> but uh, by this point, but nah. Bah. Good song. All right. So, it's time for me to do something. <laughs> and what I want to talk about, I feel it's a talky show this time. It's a bit of a chatty one. Yeah. What I want to talk about is noise. I have a prepared piece. <laughs> I have a prepared statement. <laughs> well, that's what this is. What this Ladies is. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> <laughs> I will now give the case against 
Noise. Okay. This is the case against noise. So, I believe... <laughs> now, now you've, like, put into my head the idea of this kind of bourbon-swilling southern lawyer. Like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, it is my devout belief. <laughs> I think there's too much noise in this world. Do you not think so? Computers whir and cars roar... And everything just fucking hums. The world just hums all the time. I, I work in an office where any one time you can hear the fan of the computer. You can hear, like, the photocopier going. Phones ringing. Drives me nuts. And you live in London. That's a noisy place. Yeah. We've recorded a couple of episodes in Euston Square, which oh, has yeah. been an absolute nightmare yeah. for police sirens. Yep. So... We have this constant audio bombardment, would you not say? I would agree, Chris. That's good. Uh, but we also, on top of that, we have sort of what I would describe as mental noise. By which I mean, there's a sort of a fidgety, short attention span, checking of mobile phones, the consumption of lots of shitty things on multiple formats. Like, I watch little videos on Facebook and stuff that I have no interest in whatsoever. Like, it's just crap. Sorry, I was just checking Twitter. <laughs> what did you say? <clears throat> what I was saying At was... SL Bradley. All this... All, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> At Spine Trolley. Uh, many pithy comments on there. So, yeah, lots of these crappy little things with social media. It stops you having clear and linear thought. I have a lot of mental noise in my head. Everything's very cluttered. It's hard to get it organised. But sometimes, you have to try and make some mental space. So in light of this talk of noise overload and cluttered minds, for my dispatch, in an act to help counter this world of noise, but also in an act that is a direct contravention of the first golden rule of radio, I thought we might take two minutes and sit in silence. What do you think about that, Sam? Okay. Let me make this clear. This is a dispatch about silence. This isn't because I didn't have any material. Let me make that <laughs> let me make that right clear. Okay. It's not because I couldn't be asked to make something. That's okay. I can show you in my notebook. Yeah. yeah. Where I've written it. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. No, no, anyway, it's fine. Okay. It's good. It's good. So I mean, I'm in no position to pontificate and say what you should think about whilst you're in, sat in your silence, you know? Yeah. Don't concentrate on your breathing or any of that. But I will say, I do think this is a genuine, this is an act of self-sabotage, because <laughs> we're sitting in silence on a radio format. But it's also, in my mind, a small act of sort of cultural terrorism, uh, because there's so much noise on the internet, so much crap fucking everywhere. Uh, this is the first It'd be nice to put back something that is purely nothing. The first thing that I was going to say when you started this was, are we not contributing to this noise? So. Yes. Well, that's okay. what I'm saying. All right. I think our program's part of the problem. If we can all sit here, if we can, because this isn't a silence for anything. Yeah. There's always silences for things. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is more about the saturation of stuff yeah. everywhere. I want this to be anti-stuff. Yeah. Okay. And hopefully, if the bathers are out there anywhere now, they can take this two minutes out to commune with us across 
this medium yeah through <laughs> space and time through space and time in the future saying nothing doing yeah. nothing sitting there in as much quiet as they can muster this has been a lot of talking about silence that's right i mean i feel very strongly about silence <laughs> so much so i'm gonna talk Shut all up. over it <laughs> so this is this is sam here and i'm editing the podcast this week and i will not edit this this is going to be actually recorded that's good i'm glad you're saying that so i'm going to keep it in you say say when yeah all right well get yourself in a nice comfy position bathers get yourself in a comfy position sam um yeah he's fine okay so let's begin
Oh, what? Have we gone too far? <laughs> We've done three minutes. All oh, right. I was just really enjoying that. I thought you were going to tell me when two minutes was up. I was hoping you'd just... I, I just genuinely forgot what I was doing. <laughs> I was just away. Well, and I hope and I hope uh, the bathers were just had a, a moment of mind cleanse as yeah. I did there. Yeah, it's quite good. So much so that they didn't notice that it got to three minutes. <laughs> anyway, that's my dispatch. It was good. I noticed there was still a lot of noise in this room. Well, this is a thing I thought about. As soon as you make a conscious effort to not make any noise yourself and just take everything in, you'll hear more. Yeah. So I heard my housemate downstairs was listening to music. You could hear the cars going past. You could hear the the faint patter of rain on the trees. Yeah. It's noise that's comprehended. Yeah. It's noise that is taken in. It's not just... Which is how I perceive everything. The other thing was I took my headphones out because they're, you know, just a little moving about with your headphones in. Maybe if you're listening to this on your podcast, you kind of just heard like your headphone wires moving a little bit. Like we both took our headphones off. We both did, yeah. Mm. I wanted to be in the moment. Yeah. And I felt like I was. I feel a lot more relaxed now. This is a very relaxing podcast. Yeah. Sunday afternoon, isn't it? I mean, it's not, it's Friday night, but that's when I want them to listen to it. We can't dictate that though. Yeah. They'll have to wash whenever they wash. <laughs> <laughs> Some people listen to this on Saturday mornings, I've heard. Because we release it on Fridays often. That's true. I like to wake up on a Saturday and then just put on a podcast. You're the first thing you do on a Saturday and just spend an hour just in bed. With whoever those people to, are. Yeah. That's or the nice. radio. Just listen to that and then get up. No rush. Just So if you're having a nice Saturday morning in, good for you. You're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. Aren't you cosy? Oh, isn't it cosy in bed? Mm. Mm. Maybe if you've got a loved one, maybe request that they make you a cup of tea. (laughs) Hey, John. He's all right. He looks in good shape, actually. Considering. Considering. Considering Mm. last time he got a bit out of hand. Yeah. Okay, so, very relaxed Mm. show here. This is my final dispatch for the week. That's nice. So I was recently in Greece on my holidays, and uh, we were sailing. It was a very amazing holiday. Nobody's interested in hearing about it. I spent basically 10 days, you know, holidaying. Holidaying it up. Travelling around, you know, doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Fine foods and fine wines. So, imbibing the local culture. Sure. It was very enjoyable. Yeah, I'd basically done nothing the whole time. Like, I was like, oh, maybe I'll make some dispatches while I'm out here, but I never got around to it. When I got onto the Ryanair flight back, uh, I was travelling with a good friend of mine, Kane, and uh, we were sat in separate places, so I was on my own row. And uh, the muse entered me, and I got creative inspiration. Now, the way I don't know about you, Chris, but the way that I make uh, a lot of my dispatches is they start as just one line in my notebook. Yeah. So it's just basically a title. And then I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time, that's how I do it. So More so than anything else, they, it comes from the title and then the idea <laughs> yeah, comes yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I had this title, I've had it for a few months, and it was something that my 
girlfriend's sister's boyfriend said when we were at my girlfriend's parents' house. And uh, right. <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot easier if everybody was married, but, you know, whatever. He got very excited about a certain dessert. And I basically wrote a poem about it. And it's been sat in my notebook for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then I finally, I was on the flight. It just all came to me, wrote it all in one go. And I thought instead of, you know, like last time I put a beat behind a thing and like did a lot of radio, bit of production stuff. Sure. But this is just clean, just the poem. And that's it. So this, Chris and Bathers, is Pavlova Shakes. My love, she walks with air with grace, and in her hands the cake she baked. I see this free, truly unique degree of sweet diversity, made to please me, just me, truly. My heart quakes, my pupil dilates, my mouth salivates as my body prepares for the pavlova shakes. The dream team of strawberries and cream, supreme upon the meringue throne. No games here, it's all cool. In my hand I wield my knife, thrust downwards I make my slice, and accept the future strife of my life. My fork is for cakes, the dessert is for plates, no more time is to waste, onwards we march! For the pavlova shakes, the first bite is divine. Words cannot define these feelings of mine. The sweet, the sour, the smooth, the soft, the crunch. Mmm. Mmm. More. She looks on lovingly as I crave ever more of the devil she made. Deep into its heart I raid more. The fork scrapes as the meringue breaks, and my hunger never satiates. Bring it on, bring on the pavlova shakes. Her look of love turns, her eyes begin to burn, now with concern, as she begins to discern the first signs. Maybe take a rest, she says. Why? Let it settle, she says. Who will eat this, if not I? Save some for later, she says. Here is a small piece you can try. I see in her face. She does not understand my place. She can't comprehend the race against the increasingly imminent Pavlova shakes. Suddenly my fugue state breaks. I stare horrified at the clean plate. It will not wait. It shall not wait. The fork begins to quake. I sit back in my chair. My legs begin to vibrate. I hold her hand in mine. My vision begins to oscillate. I take a breath and surrender to the Pavlova shakes. As my heart settles back to its old rhythm, I mop the sweat from my brow and look around me. My love looks back. Happy at my lack of heart attack. Why do you do this to yourself? She says. I say, I love you. But you have to understand. 
Every day that I wakes, every path that I takes, every heart that I breaks, every deal that I makes, every leaf that I rakes, every god that I forsakes, every poem I creates, every orgasm I fakes, and every other cakes that you bakes, nothing, my love, nothing compares to the Pavlova shakes. Wow. So the pure ecstasy, yeah, the thrill, yeah, of the heart beating moment, the insatiable lust. For a lot of that was sort of like Edgar Allan Poe, <laughs> the pudding years. <laughs> I originally wanted I to really make. Liked it. it was very good, actually. Thanks, thanks. Your uh, your beat performance style is very good. Oh, you, good. You take us through the different, the different modes of the desperation and the the resting moments and. You really express those very well. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Much better than, like, your Paul McCartney impression. <laughs> All right. We don't need to talk about my impressions. Let's no, that stick was to very our strengths good. here. Yeah, no, that's one of your strengths. That was good. Okay. I enjoyed it. Well, yeah, I originally wanted to make a beat poem, but I don't really know anything about beat poetry other than the poems of Phil Jackson, <laughs> <laughs> which are often about food. So uh, He always has the same rhythm, doesn't he, there? Yeah. That kind of... The cakes that I makes. Yeah. <laughs> I also, <laughs> I didn't intend it this way. Like, I just kind of wrote it. Yeah. And um, after I, like, kind of analyzed my own work, I was like, this could be sort of seen as being, like, quite sexy. And I was like, oh, I, don't, I didn't really mean it like that, but it kind of seems like that. What, the your Pavlova shakes was just a metaphor for... Yeah, the whole thing is a very, like, sexy sort trailers. of, you just can't get enough of a thing <laughs> yeah. until you're, like, too far. <laughs> but and that's then... everything. That's everything in life. Yeah. I don't know anything else to say. No, it was good. Stands on its own. Okay. Always nice to have a dispatch that just is yeah. for his mind, which was which in, in content wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the bathroom to do all my toilets. But there's these two guys yakking on for the internet I'll listen to them on the loo If only their poor mothers knew the kind of things that these two do In the communal bathroom It's a place I like to be But boy I'm glad it's not TV I've seen some things I'd rather see In the communal bathroom I think there's something wrong with San I can't play his Phil Foreman and, and Chris is eating on the can In the communal bathroom So, uh, Johnny's back in my hands, and it's very apt that Johnny's back in my hands because my dispatch is John-related. We've received, I don't know if you received this, but I received this, Sam, our very first bit of fan fiction. No, I didn't get this. Did you not see this? No. No. It's a bit of John the Duck fan fiction. Because his, his origins are very murky. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Yeah. And um, we don't know much about his tale. Uh, so here is one person's take on, on what that might be. So the writer of this piece is called Frank Fringe, <laughs> which might sound like a strange name, but that's only because I made it up. <laughs> it's fan fiction from a fictional fan. <laughs> well done. Now, uh, what Frank tells me, in his uh, missive to me, 
is that I am to read out this little tale. And as I do that, Frank says, Sam has to do the accompanying sound effects. Okay. You, you will be the Foley artist. This is what I was born to do. If you will. <laughs> so the title, really, of this one is Foley for Fan Fiction from fictional fan Frank Fringe. So thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. So this might involve some setup. So let's do it. So, Sam, we have orchestrated around you a series of objects yeah. which may or may not be needed for the following little piece that's been sent into us by fictional fan Frank Fringe. Yeah, I've had a brief look over it uh, once, very quickly. <laughs> I speed read it. Uh, so yeah. how do you feel? Confident? Uh, yeah, absolutely confident. Brilliant. I'm confident that you're confident Yeah, and that I'm... <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> so here it is. Fan fiction from fictional fan Frank Fringe. Johann Lucien Gluckenspecht the Duck was born on the 16th of July 1887 in a caravan in Germany after a long and difficult labour during which he struggled to break out of his egg. But eventually he did. He was hatched into an impoverished circus family, both his parents working two jobs to support the family. His mother was a trapeze artist and trade diplomat. His father, a lion taber and dedicated alcoholic. Under the insistence of his father, he entered show business at an early age, performing as a snake charmer. He grew up to be an excellent snake charmer. Really very good. Better than that, even. You don't know what snake's <laughs> like. Yes, and John did, and it wasn't that. Better. He grew up to be an excellent snake charmer, the best in all of Silesia. He charmed the hell out of those snakes, engaging in several affairs with many of the reptiles, these affairs proving to be the first spate of many interspecies relationships. Having successfully avoided the whole of the First World War by living in an upturned wheelbarrow, which he managed to make very homely under the circumstances, he decided to run John, away from the circus. John, where is he? We need him over the lines! John! Where is he? He travelled Europe, jumping trains. He travelled Europe, jumping trains and hustling alongside a gang of itinerant animals, including a dog called Herman, who was the muscle of the group, a cat called Marie, who was smart and seductive, French feline, and a male blue-winged kookaburra. Kookaburra! Called Stevo, who had gone AWOL at Gallipoli and was more of a nuisance than anything else. Having slummed around oh, for a series of years in this fashion, in 1929, the four of them attempted to go legit by setting up a jazz joint. <laughs> John was the chief compare of this bar, who, being mute, introduced all the acts with a provocative tap dance Morse code. 
Herman was the security, Marie the sultry proprietor who ran the entire place, Meow. and Steve-O the blue-winged kookaburra joined a local group on drums. <laughs> it was here that John first battled the demon drink. But then in 1933, the tide of Nazism... The notes say here, brief Hitler impression. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> the tide of Nazism came in. Not very their... comfortable with that one. <laughs> and their lifestyle and music was branded degenerate. Damn it! <laughs> Which for them was actually fairly yes. accurate. Rife as their lives were with alcoholism and inter-animal relations. The gang was scattered to the four winds John finding himself in America (laughs) That was uh, Rhapsody in Blue I was getting getting there The notes here say Stars and Stripes Oh sorry (laughs) I thought thought he was like entering the big city And the home of the brave The United States proved to be for him in the Second World War what the upturned wheelbarrow had been for him in the first. A home. He settled into a new sedate American life, filled out his feathers a little, and for a while he was married to a quiet pigeon of modest background and plumage. It was the closest he would ever come to normality. He worked in a paperclip factory, thinking in some way that this contributed to the toppling of the Nazis that had so rudely forced him out of Europe all those years ago. We're going to take him down, Manjar. We're going to take reality, him down. In reality, it probably only contributed to slowing down the American bureaucratic process with surplus stationery, delaying the American entry into the war by some 18 months. <laughs> the war over, John became restless again. And at that point, uh, Frank didn't write anymore. I don't know why. So, so he's left it sort of circa 1946. But I suppose another another bather could fill in the, the rest. I thought it would have a more satisfying conclusion. <laughs> did you not did you not see that bit coming? No, not really. Maybe we can get more from the man himself. Sir John. Uh what happened? Is it true? Denied it all. No, not a word of it, I think he said that. Denied it all. About you did work in a paperclip factory, though, didn't you? <coughs> yes. Oh, so there's there's elements Great of truth grains in there. and kernels of truth from which. So uh, he was just the drunk foreman in a paperclip factory. <laughs> there's no heroics to that. Well, look at him now. Rags to riches. How old is he now? Born in 1887. <laughs> uh, 126. <laughs> no, 28. He's looking well on it, though, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Considering his lifestyle for 128 years. <laughs> Still got life in him <laughs> So that was actually uh, quite chaotic for yeah. what we were hoping was going to be quite a relaxed episode. Yeah. That always happens, doesn't it? It always gets a bit silly. Yeah. That's fine. So, having done all that, we actually now have a dispatch from the outside world from a quote-unquote fan Oh, Kane's a fan. Kane's a fan. So this uh, dispatch comes from friend, office mate, and a fan of the show. Friend of the show, Kane Shenton. 
So you've heard him before. He was the Swedish voice in our Cheers compit. Basically, he, he was in Greece with us. He was also on the Ryan airplane where I was writing poetry. First person to read that poem, actually, uh, while we were waiting to get through border control. <laughs> Kane's a very interesting character. And <laughs> I like that kind of image of... So, whilst we're waiting, do you want to read a it poem a really about Pablo? a long line, <laughs> yeah. But Kane's an interesting character. He's got a great voice. I want to get him on the podcast. Yeah, so he was on the trip, and it came out during this trip. So Kane is from a Swedish family, but he actually grew up in Zambia, and as such has a lot of very strange stories from Zambia. Stories where crocodiles are genuine threats, <laughs> like not just, not just an abstraction. Yeah. So also he's a very kind of relaxed guy, walks very slowly when he wants to. Generally, I think I get the feeling from him that Zambia has a much more sort of relaxed vibe, a very chilled out vibe. Things just happen very slowly. And it came out that um, he said in Zambian schools, uh, they get taught a different ABCs song. So like when you learn your ABCs. So the ABCs that we know is ABCs. Yeah, like to Twinkle Little Star or whatever. He had a different song from his childhood. And it's really slow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know like when you were going into high school or you still use that song to try and find your way through a yeah, dictionary yeah, or definitely. something well there's this the zambian version sort of takes its time about it so <laughs> if you were getting through anyway i said he must send it as a, as a dispatch because it's it's just great so here it is this is the song that children get taught in zambia for learning their abcs uh read by kane shenton a b c d e a f g h i j k L-O-M N-O-P-Q-R-A-S-T-U-V-W-X-Y-N-Z That's a nice <laughs> one. Yeah, though. it's really nice. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. It's close. It's all those kind of like, lines, yeah. but it's like, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting that other <laughs> cultures would have different yeah. songs for uh, for that. He's got, so. he has got a great voice. Great voice. Thank you very much, Kane. Uh, so I thought to end the show, or just something at the end here, we might take another dip into the Christopher Delamere song archive. Lucky dip. Yay! Enthusiasm there from <laughs> Sam. Yeah. So that was my relaxed enthusiasm. Oh, relaxed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah, so, do you wanna do you wanna do a little random selection, Sam? Yeah. Or I could I could do the arrow keys and. Um... So this could be something very relaxed. It could also not be. Okay. Let's well. choose this one.
we can pull another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the one. That was called I Got a Monkey, yeah. which I think was a strange cover. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? The beginning bit was just some, just a bit of a chord thingy. Yeah. And then I decided to sabotage that song yeah. and take it into another song, which was I Got a Monkey, which I think was a kind of weird cover of uh, like a Ray Charles song Okay. that I think the Beatles covered. Yeah. I Got a Woman, Way Across Town, oh, She's right, Good okay. to Me, that one. Yeah. Can't sing that. Don't say copyright. <laughs> um, there you go. I think there's. That's some... what you get from the, the Christopher <laughs> yeah, Delamere song. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's quite a few in there where you just break the song halfway through. That is something I did a lot of, and I think it might be because I was like into Monty Python and stuff <laughs> that I thought that I'd take that approach and go, well, let's just wreck this in the middle and then make a new, new thing. That's where I cut my teeth yeah. as a, an audio crafter. It's just nice to play another. We could just play another. All right. Chris wants to play another, so we're going to go in again. Are you pressing the buttons? Yeah. We're going to go. It'd be really bad if we get the same one again. <laughs> Should have done this one.
yeah, I think that's a good place to end that, Chris. Yeah. It's going to feel very That was relaxed. quite relaxing. Yeah. We can it was cut. a bit spooky, but it was spooky. kind of relaxing. Some, maybe some off-key singing there. <laughs> that's not relaxing at all. Get back in the bath. Calm out. Yeah. Chill out. Calm out. Chill down. <laughs> 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 New tagline for the show. Calm yeah. out. Chill Calm out. out. Chill down. Great. Could be a okay. t shirt. Okay, bathers. Let's clear our minds and just take a moment. Should we sit in silence again for two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna visualize all the things that we're gonna do as soon as we get out of the bath. Mm. The first thing we're going to do is have a have a look at the show notes. Mm. www.communalbathroom.com <laughs> So, sorry, and then sorry, once, relaxing, once relaxing, we're out the bath, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe we'll go to facebook.com slash communal bathroom and make sure we've liked that page and check out all the things that we're putting up on the extra things. That warm, warm post bath glow oh, of yeah. liking something on Facebook. Yeah, like maybe that. invite your friends to like it too. Put your, put your hair up in a towel. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. And then we'll go to twitter.com mm. forward slash communal bath and click that little follow button <sighs> and then. Uh, Maybe you can follow also SR Bradley and uh, Spine Trolley. Spine Trolley. I'm sure the links will be there. Relaxing time. Then uh, maybe you've become inspired whilst you're in the bath. Like, oh, I really want to write some John the Duck fan fiction. Like, that really got me moving. Or maybe I want to record my beautiful voice. So I'm going to go and do that and then send an email to the guys at communalbathroom at gmail.com. And uh, maybe I'll check out the rest of their website. There's a link to iTunes. Maybe you've been listening on a Mac. You've been listening on iTunes. You just want to leave a little review. Because I'm so relaxed. And this has been a great podcast. Five stars. That really help us out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, keep an eye out on all the things. Because we've got some exciting things coming up. Uh, And I hope you're very relaxed. You've remembered to wash behind your ears. Have we have we done it then? Have we done a I think a nice relaxing back to basics? Yeah, we've centered ourselves again. Get back we've, project. We've got focused on ourselves. We've reached out and connected with each other through the internet. Mm. We're all just holding hands, eyes closed, <laughs> connected, yeah. connected to each I'll other. Drink the Kool Aid. That's what that <laughs> sounds like. It's leading to. <laughs> so no 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 no. It's all. It's all fine. No one's gonna. No one's gonna kill anybody. <laughs> no one's killing anybody. Just no, we're just building a community. Just slide into the water. Slide under the water. Yes, yeah, stay under the water. That's good. Yes. No one's killing anybody. No, don't struggle. <laughs> don't struggle. Nobody's killing anybody. It'll all be over soon. Don't worry. No, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. No, 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 no. No. Ah, very relaxed. Yeah, that's oh, lovely and relaxing. So, bathers, until next time, don't forget to wash behind your ears. Bye. Bye, bathers.